When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Great Blakey's Boot Room Podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurant. Two of us in here today. I'm Paul Abandonato, head of sport. With me is Nathan Blake. Our erstwhile colleague Dominic, Dominic Booth is actually on holiday, but his team at Macclesfield lost 8-0, I think, in the League Cup the other day. So he's in the best mood there. Are you sure he's gone on holiday or is he just drowning in sorrow somewhere on Probably. the streets of Cardiff? Loads to get through today, um, so we'll start off by reflecting on Man City, yeah. and then we'll obviously look ahead to Burnley, which I, Blakey, believe is a season-defining game for Cardiff, and I'll explain why. I would right? agree with you. But let's let's start with, with Man City. Um, crikey, I can't remember, was it 5-0? I can't remember the score. It was, there. yeah, it was. Um, seems an eternity ago. Um Two ways to view this, Nathan, mm. and fans are. One, one school of thought is that they're the best team to come to Cardiff City Stadium. They're just too superior, full stop. Mm. Another school of thought is that Cardiff should have been more competitive. Where does Nathan Blake stand on it? I think I stand at the position, I don't think you can play 4-4-2 against the likes of Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and Man City at home. So I think right from the get-go, you're wrong in your setup. Now, Neil Warnock and his team and the management staff, they decide what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. I've said many times before on the show, you know, we're not at the training grounds and what have you. But with all that being said, I think if you're going and leaving yourself two in midfield against Man City and you go up when they go up against the likes of you know Chelsea's and Liverpool's they're almost gone you know, like for like match for match in midfield I just think you're giving yourself a problem before you even start um, I spoke to a couple of Chelsea staff uh, after the game when we were up there last week and their reaction was are you sure? 442, come to Stamford Bridge. Are you sure? And I was like, okay, yeah, kind of. Where do you where do you go? What do you say? So I, I've said I've maintained and I will maintain. I think Cardiff, you either play three at the back with five in midfield or four at the back with five in midfield. Uh or five at the back sometimes might be called for. But I don't think you can go four four two. and at the end of the day, I think what's going to happen is the players are going to become so demoralised from getting beat all the time yeah. that it's going to be hard then to pick up points going forward in future because yeah. this ideal that you know we should be happy to be here and enjoy it, right? It's only enjoy football's only enjoyable when you're winning. Nobody likes losing in anything and any sport. I wouldn't have thought so. You know, you might get the good grace for the first six, seven games, but 
you are going to have to knuckle down and start to strategize on how you're going to try and attempt on staying in this league, you know. And it is, there is more to it than, you know, players and, you know, there's systems, there's, like I've said before, you know, every game is a different game. You can kind of play, I could understand them going to Chelsea and playing a back five and then playing Man City at home and setting up the same way if it worked well or saying we're going to pack the midfield with five players and we're going to counter-attack and we're only going to counter-attack with three or four. You know, we're not going to leave ourselves open. If you go 1-0 down, 2-0 down, you might change strategy. But how you start the game, I don't think you can be as open as we've been uh, in those sorts of games. I don't think you're giving yourself a chance from the get-go. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, the interesting thing is that when he brought Greg Cunningham to the club and everyone thought, and he's been a big fan of Cunningham for a long time, yeah. everyone thought, oh, you know, that's Cunningham as the left-back then, not Joe Bennett, who I think is one of the players who has equipped himself well at this level so far. Uh, in fact, I don't know about you, but I think it's probably Bennett, Manga and Etheridge have Three, done, yeah, done yeah. quite well. I would, I would agree with that, but, yeah. But, so the thought, but the thought process that I was hearing was that actually Cunningham could play on the left-hand side of a three-man defence mm. with Bennett outside him. Yeah. So there was thought process, it appears, about five at the back, mm-hmm. three at the back, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, it's not materialised. Now, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but when they go to Tottenham next week... I think it's crying out for Manga, Bamba and Morrison to all play. But well, whatever, <coughs> against these bigger top six teams, I just think at the moment it's not working for Cardiff. Well, and it's we- not working, Paul, because you, 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 they they want you to be quite open. What they don't want, you hear any manager, is they packed the bus or they sat deep and they had like lots of men behind the ball and one man up front and we found it difficult to get behind them or get through them. That is what you initially walk into the fight doing, for me. You don't, you don't give them what they want. You give them what they don't want. You don't, they don't look forward to, right, they're going to have 10 men behind the ball and we're going to have to break them down. So we're going to have to be on our, on our game. You know, you look at Chelsea, if you, if you take that game and say, right, you approach that game slightly differently and really defensively, and you get that set piece and you score that first goal, who's to say that you don't hold on for 60, 70 minutes yeah. and maybe get a 1-0 win yeah. or a 1-1 draw? Because surprise victories happen that's, that's, every week. See, that's the way I thought Cardiff should have approached the Arsenal game. Absolutely. First the Absolutely. But, but, and realise we're new to this. But they did, what I would say to that, though, is that they did play really well against Arsenal. Um, and a lot of fans were saying... That's the way we've got to play because we will beat. I don't think we way. will. I, still, I think I we're still. underestimating teams like Burnley, teams yeah. like Bournemouth, teams like Watford, teams like Brighton. Uh, listen, you know, their cup finals. Listen, to be fair to, to the management team there, Cardiff could have played five at the back against Man City. It might still have been better 5 0. They could have been, absolutely, you know? absolutely. We don't know, we'll never know. But the point is. For me, yeah. I think you're going you're going there you know, you you're playing at home, yes, but you have to give that amount of credit and respect to that opposition 
Chelsea, former winners of the Premier League. Man City, current winners of the Premier League. You know, Arsenal play a certain style of football. These are the teams where we're saying, right, anything in these games are bonuses. So, my my approach is, well, I'm going to make them and try and frustrate them for as long as possible. I'm going to shut down, try and shut down every and it's going to take something real special to open us up. Yeah, a worldy goal or a top a free kick, top bins or something like that. Or Hazard does what he done the other night and goes past three or four players and sticks it in your in your top corner. Then you just say, well, we can't do anything about those situations. But I feel like, and the amount of goals we're conceding as well is a worry. You know, two things are playing together: conceding too many, not scoring. It it, it it's. It's a recipe for relegation before really the season has kicked in. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not looking at the fixtures and going, you know, people were looking at Burnley and going, oh, that's kind of our first real opportunity for three points. It's taken us a while to get used to the league. Okay, Bournemouth and Huddersfield, you can kind of understand and override. Newcastle got a point. But, you know, but. Um, Burnley is somewhere where, you know, we're going to target our first three points. And all of a sudden, Burnley come and step up and, and look like the Burnley of last year. So yeah. that's not an easy game, you know. So how do you approach that game? You know, if you go 1-0 down at the moment, confidence amongst players isn't high. And then what's going to happen is the fans are going to start then getting frustrated at the situation. Well, can we, can we just explore, can you just explore that a little bit more? Because... Mm. The mantra seems to be, you know, amongst the fans as well, that we're going to enjoy this season, whatever. This is a, I'm not a shot to nothing, but it's an unexpected bonus, if you like. Mm. Gotta say, I didn't particularly enjoy watching Cardiff being beaten 5-0, and I didn't particularly enjoy 4-1 at Stamford Bridge, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um, what, what's your thought on that? Well, I don't enjoy it. You know, I, just, I, you know, I understand. I understand this whole situation. I understand you're not going to play against... Well, I wouldn't have thought you're going to play the same against Chelsea as you would against Bournemouth away. You might alter things slightly differently. Or Man City at home, you don't play the same as you would, say, I don't know, Huddersfield away. But, you know, for me, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to wear thin. It, it will do. Fans... Look, fans love their club and understand from a financial point of view I think it's good because what it's been able to do is level off a lot of debt and what have you and yes there was the, the there's the equity equity the shares and what have you what have you all that thing is all those things are great but still the amount of money you make in the Premier League is great for leveling off your books and what have you but Paul I'm I'm asking what is the plan is the plan to go up, come down, consolidate, go again? Is the plan to go up, spend a bit of money, stay up, build and build towards this country's capital city being a mainstay in the Premier League? Because saying, oh, we've got there and it was like unexpected. Okay, great. So if you get there and it's unexpected, to me, then you're ahead of plan. You're ahead of schedule. If you've got a plan in place, surely. If it was unexpected, 
if they're saying we brought in Neil to save us and then hopefully in the next two or three seasons he can get us promoted, that's always the mantra. That's what you that's what you're aiming towards, is trying to get up to the next league. Okay, so it's come sooner. Great. So everything should be that you were thinking, right, we're planning this for two years' time or three years' time. It all comes forward to now, modern day, right? Spending, the players, this recruitment. The scouting, it, it all, it all should just click, click into place. But I just feel like this happy-go-lucky kind of tag, and you know, it's doing my head in when I speak to friends of mine at other clubs, right? Who are talking to me like that, saying like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, he'll have a good time, he'll have a good, good time up at the seaside at Brighton. But you know, you're not there for anything else. You don't think you'll win, do you? You know, there's that sort of patronising talk at the moment. That annoys you, doesn't it? And it really annoys me. Even on TV, on, like, the match of the days and things like that, this, ah, oh, well, they're just here for, the, like, like, you know, the Welsh are just here for a bit of fun this season. Do you know what I mean? Just to make up the numbers kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, but if someone, if there was, if I thought, honestly, there was a good you know, strategic plan in place where you said, right, even this season, if we go up, we come down, we've levelled off our debt, we can understand, and I'm not asking the club to come out and lay it all on the line, but you're kind of trying to understand, right, is this just, we go up and we come down to say we've been in the Premier League a second time? Or are we genuinely trying to build towards this capital city becoming a strength in the Premier League? Because like I've said on the show before, it's got so much going for it. I don't know many people who've come to Cardiff and not enjoyed it. When the FA Cup final was here for a few years, so many of my friends from England came here and absolutely loved it. Right? So it's got an attraction. It's got an attraction not just because of the city, what's on, the the theatres, the, the, the nightclub, the nightlife, the golf courses, the, the football, the rugby... Whatever you want, you can live in the seaside, you can live in the countryside, you can live in the city centre. You've got it all. You're two hours from London, he throws an hour and a half, two hours. You've got access to Birmingham, which is two hours. So you, as much as it's a different country and it's over the bridge, it's in a really unique spot for me personally. And I think these things, as a club, you sell. And you try and lift this club, not just by saying, oh... You know, we got to the Premier League. We 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 got to the Premier League. This is the plan we we have in place to stay there. If it fails, this is the backup plan we we're gonna then adopt to get us back there. And okay, financials and all that taken into account. But you know, it, you crunch it. Okay. Well, look, that's that's enough for reflecting on Man City mm. let's uh, let's end part one here and we'll come on to part well we didn't really reflect on Man oh, City because well, it was it was we just we just got thrashed really well let's let's come on to part two in a moment which is looking ahead to Burnley mm. okay part two Man City over and done with this Sunday Cardiff City v Burnley Cardiff City Stadium yeah. Live Sky TV audience, the main game on Sky this weekend. Yeah. Blakey, I said at the start of the show that I think that this is a se- this is potentially a season defining game for Cardiff and I'll explain why. Mm. Um 
because the the Man City, the Tottenham, the Arsenal, the Chelsea games are shots to nothing. Um, anything gained in those matches is a bonus. But Burnley at home is exactly the sort of game Cardiff need to be winning if they're to stay in the Premier League. Um, and you mentioned if you keep losing, you get demoralised, I think you said. Yeah. Um, that's okay when you're playing a Man City, an Arsenal or a Tottenham. But when you're playing a Burnley at home, if you lose that one, that the mindset changes again. I, and I feel that by winning this game, Cardiff can really gain momentum for the other games they have to win against your Fulhams, your Leicesters, your Southamptons, your Brightons, yeah. your Huddersfields at home. Um, but if they don't beat Burnley, or if they lose to Burnley rather, <coughs> I just wonder if that might sap morale a little bit too much and confidence amongst. And I'm talking about amongst the fans here. As yeah, I, that's what that's that's. I what, what's I think your take on? I I agree. I I think um, I think the players when you're losing, 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 you know, or have they picked up two draws so far? Um, and it it's not like. You know, you've lost by the odd goal or what have you. It, it, it does become demoralising when you're losing fours and fives or conceding fours and fives and threes and fours. It, it does. Was that you start to question yourself, your team? You know, are we right for this league? Are we? You know, you, you, you do. You just lose confidence. It's as simple as that. So now you're looking at what. Burnley, you say it's imperative, really, win that game. I would totally agree. Well, at the very least, Cardiff can't afford to lose. I don't it, think. I, I don't, don't think, think if you. I don't think we can even have that conversation, Paul. I don't think you could even start saying like a point. Yeah. You know, because if we keep saying that, where do you put the pressure on yourself? And this game, this is what it's about. Football, you have to put pressure on yourself to go and win. Yeah. You know, you look at the fixtures and you say, right, Burnley, okay, if you at home, if you get a point, okay, but that leave you on three points. Then you got Tottenham home at Tottenham at Wembley, sorry. Then you got Fulham at home. Then you got to Liverpool, and you have Leicester coming. Then you have uh, Brighton coming and Everton. You know, there's a string of games there from Leicester, Brighton, Everton, Wolves. West Ham, Southampton, Watford, down to Man United. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, including the Burnley game, sandwiched in between is Liverpool. You've got seven, eight games there where you've got got to be looking to be coming out of there with like eight, nine points as a worst case scenario. Mm. You know, I said. Last week, I think it was, by December, we could be in real, real, real danger. Mm. You know, we could be not even on, nowhere near double figures. Mm. You get to December and you're on six or seven points. Effectively, how do you get out? Because you have to play all these teams twice. Because beating Burnley would give such a fillip. It would give a fillip to, obviously, the players... Who are out there trying their and that's hardest, the main. That's right? the main. Yeah, they're trying their hardest. And I remember, you know, when Arsenal got their third goal, I could see the the faces drop, and, and I felt so sorry for those players because 
they'd given everything. They mm. couldn't have given much more, and yet it still wasn't enough, mm. you know? Um, so that's what I say then. So then what I would say is tactically then, that's where you make up the difference. You know, that's that, you're, what you're saying is correct. I say then that's where, okay, if you know head man for man, going head to head, we're just short, right? How are you going to make up the difference? Or are you just going to continue to be just short? There's only one way to make up the difference, and that's the way you set up the players you have to your at your disposal is play, picking the right players in the right system to go and try and make up that gap of right where we're just falling short. There is no other way. That's the only way. I mean, beating Burnley it would give the players belief. It would give the fans belief. It would give everybody belief. Mm. And then when. Brighton or Leicester or, or these teams that you mentioned are coming up shortly, Fulham are another one, mm. Wolves are another one, are coming to Cardiff City Stadium. Yes, we can do it because we've done it against Burnley, who mm. finished seventh last season, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was punching way above their weight. Um, so that's why I keep calling this such a pivotal game. Mm. Yeah, and it, it seems ridiculous to say it's season defining after seven games only, mm. but I. I just think psychologically, this is so important for everybody involved in the football club, including the fans. Yeah, because what happens is, the flip side is, they lose, and match of day pundits, all the pundits, it's they just pick you apart. They'll pick apart, then they'll go back and show the goals conceded against Arsenal, the goals conceded against City, Chelsea, you know, you lose this game, and... They'll, they'll just tell it as it is. They'll say, you know, just not good enough. And then what happens is that that cloud starts to ascend and you start to believe as a player, oh, we're not good enough. And, you know, you start thinking to yourself, oh, my God. Oh, and it just becomes a real difficult season. You know what I mean? And the enjoyment is gone. You know, when you look at it, you've got to have those enjoyable moments. And I think what you're saying is by winning that Burnley game, becomes an enjoyable moment everyone jumps up everyone's celebrating yeah. fans players management you know everybody gives fresh belief going to Tottenham absolutely right. and then you think right you not only beat them how did we beat them yeah and do we can we you know employ that tactic to beat Fulham or Brighton or Watford mm. you know what I mean mm. but you have to find ways of winning games it, there's no gimmies there's no gimmies in the championship or league one yeah. there's definitely no gimmies in the in the Premier League what there are are games that you can kind of say we can accept losing that one against Man City maybe not by five or six goals but we know Man City could put five or six goals past Chelsea on their day yeah. so it's you know it's you can accept it no problem so it's, it's, it, I just think there's more to it than at the moment the kind of approach we've got and remember this is my personal opinion you know those who don't like it don't have to listen to it the fans uh, well certainly don't not listen to it because this is a great show <laughs> he's, he's a Highly respected within Cardiff, but um, the the fans are doing their bit again. You know, it's close to a sellout once again, even though it's live on TV and everything. Um, 
I thought they were magnificent against Man City and cheering their team non-stop. Paul, we've been there when we've gone to Scunthorpe to win leagues and taken over stadiums. Mm. 7,000 fans, 5,500 Cardiff fans. Mm. You know, that's, that's, yes, yes, the year you, you might were, say. You were winning that. But, right? but, but, but yes, but we know what the fans are about. Yeah. You know, this, this, this club, they're not, they're not asking for Pep Guardiola football. Yeah. But they're not stupid at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, can't kid a kid if you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They know, they know their football and, you know, I remember the days of Eddie sort them out. You know, the older generation remember that chant. Eddie sort them out yeah. when they knew you boys ain't at where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Eddie sort them out. Yeah, literally. Well, that's happened with subsequent managers as well. Right, like sort yeah. them out yeah. because they're not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. We know where they're supposed to be, and I think this is where we are right now. We're in a situation where fans, yeah, they, they take the good grace, and yes, last season was wonderful. But, you know, it doesn't mean to say this season, you know, you enjoy regardless of what happens. Because I still think there's holes in what we're doing. Okay. Yeah? That's my personal opinion. And, hey, listen, anyone can say anything, but I know the game. I played the game. Walked alone in the game. I had to get to, the, get to a certain point in the game to become a professional. Largely on my own. Not parents taking me here and buying me the best gear and doing this. So I've had to learn right the way through to how I sit here now opposite you and try and become a pundit and understand the game from a fan's perspective. Yeah, it's, you know, it's... I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend that I'm enjoying it. Because I'm not. <laughs> Simple as that. But you will if there's a win on Sunday. Of course I will. I'll enjoy it like anybody else. I'll get the brandy out and the gin out Sunday night. Just like anybody else. But, you know, to me, I don't think we're at where we could be then. I still think there's more. There's more. And I think if you're tactically right, it gives players more confidence to go and play at their best. If they think... Remember, I've been a player, so I've been out in games. I could say under when I played under Dave Jones, you go out in games and you know we're set up wrong here for this team we're playing against. Right? We are not set up right, and I've had situations where captains and myself and one or two other players have actually changed things on the pitch. And you go in, and if you lose 1-0, the manager absolutely shreds you, but you've got to take that as a man. But if you win 1-0, the manager says, oh, great, yeah, well done, yeah, you spotted the danger, and you, you that's what it's about. You're men, you resolve the issue yourselves. So I understand it, mate. And okay. we just got to, uh, we just need, you know, blood out of a stone, no stone unturned, you know, because we accept we're short. Would you agree with that? I think, yes, yes. We accept that. Yes. I accept it. I don't want a situ- Fans accept it. I don't want a situation where I looked at the table on, it was either Saturday night or Sunday by then, and Huddersfield and Cardiff are the bottom two. Mm. And I think if you were to ask the nation as a whole, and by the nation, I'm like the UK nation. That's what they were saying. fans will say, yeah, that's, that's expected. Yeah. Cut adrift. yeah. I don't want that situation with yeah. Cardiff. 
No. Don't care about Huddersfield. Mm. You know, but. You want to give yourself a fighting chance. I want Cardiff to get out. Even if you go down, go down fighting. Yeah. But to me, that means then you, like I say, you have to turn over every stone, try and get blood out of it. And, you know, I said about the Chelsea game, and then I watched Chelsea, who did they play the week after? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham at at the Olympic Stadium. Right. And what was the score? No, no, no. Right. Why? West Ham had done their homework. West Ham, yes, Chelsea did play through them at times, but it wasn't as often. And what they'd done, they realised and they they just compressed. What you're going to do if you're Chelsea then is get so frustrated because balls keep getting cut out is then you're going to have to go wide and then your team switches to a slightly different tactic. But then you've got them playing to what you want to do because you're forcing them to go to where you want them to be. So, it, you know, West Ham was the perfect like example of how you go and get a result, to me, yeah. against a top team. Okay, well, we'll actually, when we come to the predictions, we'll just do a little bit longer on Cardiff versus Burnley. So we'll, we'll end part two there. We'll go on to part three in a moment, which is the fans' questions for Blakey. Okay, part three, Nathan. Um, ask Blakey. Um, I'll just go through a few of them here for you. Um, John Hill. Our defence is obviously not good enough in the Premier League. Um, can't even read my writing here now. I should have just looked on the phone <laughs> for this. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Our defence is obviously not good enough for the Premier League. Are we missing a Gunnarsson or a Gruwich to protect the back four? Good question, John. Yes, John. Definitely. I think you have to have... Personally, I would... Do you know what, John? Those two players you just mentioned sat in front of a back four, yeah, with another, a Camarasa maybe, in between them just ahead. Is the three I'm talking about. And then, you know, a Murphy and a Hoylet out wide with a, a Zohar up front. That's kind of how, and my Murphy and my Hoylet, who I know will put a shift in, yeah. end up becoming the five-man midfield. Yeah. That, but they're the two that break the join. There's a whore, and Camaras is the one that breaks the join. Yeah. Or Arta, the one yeah. that breaks the join. There's a whore, or you know, whoever's playing up front, Ward. Shouldn't be difficult to do the defensive midfield job, though, should it, Nathan? No. Am I being naive there, or is it one of the? No, no but you know, but it's 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 still a game understanding. You know, if that's not your position, like at the moment, I don't think we're really playing with a sitter. Really, I just think we're playing with a midfield, and I don't think you can get away. I'll say it again, I don't think we can get away with the two. Okay. So I, I I agree with what John's saying. There, okay, yeah. Leighton has asked. All right, late. This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Is it time for Manga and Bamba to play as a centre back pairing? Um, that sounds quite harsh on Morrison. He obviously has been a cal- I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think you can dig any one player out at the moment. Yeah. Because I don't think we're maxed. I don't think we're maximising the system of how we should be playing. 
So I can't give John, is it? Leighton. Leighton, sorry. I can't give Leighton a straightforward, I, this would be my setup. Because at the moment, because I don't think we're set up correctly, personal opinion, I don't think anyone's playing to their max. So until you see right him with him with him with those two or that one sat in front and those that you know until you see until oh till I see what I think right this would be a better setup it's hard to say because players aren't you know, players aren't playing with any sort of confidence at the moment okay the ne- the next two questions are kind of interlinked the first one's from Claire um hello Claire where are we going to finish this season I'm fearing relegation already this is what we're talking about, Paul. You know, you, you're never gonna mug fans off. You know, these fans. Some of these fans have been coming since they were five. Some of them in their dad's arms at one, two. They know the game. They understand the game. Um, honestly, Claire, I don't know where we get our points from. Point here and there, yes wins is my worry because as you've just said Paul oh well I kind of accept a, a draw against Burnley no mate you can't beat the Burnleys because going up the Burnley listen bigger teams as a bigger teams than us have struggled up there yeah and um, Reese is asking I suppose this links to Claire's question which three teams could possibly finish below City? That's another damn good question. At the moment, well, I think it's a Huddersfield one. I think you could look at possibly Southampton if they get on a real bad run. I think it would also Brighton. I can't see. I just think Chris Hewton's just too good, too tactically. He's brilliant. You know, that 2-2 they got out of jail the other day, I just thought, wow, that's a great result. Um, uh, West Ham, Newcastle? Newcastle maybe because of the pressure. Mm. But again... I think the manager's got enough to see his way through rough waters as he proved last season. But, you know, it hasn't started so well this season for him. And we know, you know, their fans are like ours, very demanding. So, you know, without confidence, maybe that could turn. But, yeah, maybe like a Newcastle, a Huddersfield, a Southampton. Maybe... No, I can't no. see Burnley. I think they've got too much in their squad. Yeah. And they, they, they've kind of got the reason why they know why they haven't started the season so, well. So Reese is asking for three teams. Could you name three out of that lot? Newcastle. Huddersfield, you've mentioned. Huddersfield. Southampton. But you're saying that. Not really believing it, are you? I'm just trying to give you. (laughs) (laughs) Reese, man. (laughs) You're killing me, man. You're killing me. (laughs) Look, 
Let's do part three. We'll come on to part four, which are Premier great League questions. predictions. Yeah. Great questions, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for them. Um, part part four will be the Premier League predictions, and then we'll do a bit of a preview and predict what will happen with Cardiff Burnley at the end of all that. Mm. So, part four, uh, Blakey's Premier League predictions. How did I go? Five out of ten last week. Not a bad effort. Okay. Half, halfway house job. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the usual average? Because I don't really watch all those um, people on, like, I don't on know, the different Dom, shows. Dom, Dom, Dom ah. listen, if anybody was getting eight or nine or ten out of ten, they'd be a multi-millionaire at the bookies, wouldn't we? This yeah. Wouldn't they? I think I would do all right at the bookies, wouldn't I? Five, five out of ten is not bad. Good call, I thought, in particular, Man United Wolves, where you predicted a 2-2 draw. It was 1-1 in the end. But yeah. I think that was a bit of an upset and a bit of a coupon buster, no doubt, for lots of people who were betting at the weekend. So mm-hmm. I'll go through the games with you, just very brief. Okay. Scoreline. West Ham Man United. West Ham Man United. Ooh, I'm going to go West Ham uh, 2 1 win. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of history between those two clubs, yeah. a lot of hatred, and the way things are at. Old Trafford at the moment. It's not the time to be going to one of your fiercest rivals. Okay. They bet they they'd be better going to Liverpool because the fans hate each other so much. It doesn't matter what's going on on the pitch; they hate each other so much. But going to West Ham, where they still hate each other, but we're expected to beat you. Yeah. I think that's going to come okay. with its own pressure with the way things are at Old Trafford. Huddersfield, Tottenham. Huddersfield, Tottenham. Nils, I'm gonna. Nils seven. I'm, I'm gonna go with a, a 4-1 win Tottenham. Okay, comfortable then, yeah. Comfortable for Tottenham, yeah. I think Huddersfield, uh, their second season blues. Yeah, I think yeah. they put so much into staying up. They haven't invested enough to go again for me. Yeah. Arsenal, Watford. Oh, Arsenal, Watford. I'm going to go... I'm going to go a high score draw there. I'm going to go 3-3. Three, three. Wow. Okay. A lot of history between them two as well. Troy Deeney, you know, he loves to he'll try and beat up Mustafi and things like that. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 3-3. Three, three. Okay. Because Arsenal are playing well at the moment. Oh, oh, oh. They are, but they are still vulnerable in defence, I think. Okay, next one is Wolves Southampton. Wolves Southampton at Wolves. I'll go. I'll go three one win to my old boys. I love Wolves. Yeah, yeah. And I love the way they play. I love the the transition they've made in the last two or three years. I think it's been remarkable, fantastic. Okay. Newcastle Leicester. Newcastle Leicester that's a tricky one that's a coupon buster I think they're all tricky they're all tricky I'm going to go Newcastle Leicester I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw 1-1 one, one, yeah 1-1 one, one, yeah just cancel each other out basically yeah I think I think the Geordies are desperate for a win but I just you know the likes of Vardy and people like that um, they're always dangerous on the counter attack Leicester Oh, old for Manchester City versus Brighton. Man City, Brighton, I'll go 3-0, Man City. 
Not comfortable, but I'll go 3-0. OK. But comfortable enough, obviously, yeah? Yeah, the scoreline won't, won't reflect how the game goes. It's one of them games, I think. Because Brighton are a good team. OK. Um, Might even be a 3-1, but go 3-0. Everton-Fulham? Everton-Fulham... Oh, that's a tricky one, too. Uh, I'll go... 2-0. No, 2-1 Everton. OK. They're, they they're picking up on the. They still need a striker for me, Everton. Yeah. They still need a striker. I think Fulham uh, find their feet. I wouldn't be surprised if Fulham done them, but I'll, I'll go Everton okay. because of that home crowd. Chelsea, Liverpool. Oh, man. What a game. Oh, man. Let's go. Chelsea, Liverpool. I'm going to go 2 1 Chelsea. So with Mr. Hazardous <laughs> is on fire. Okay. Speaking of Mr. Hazardous, I have to say that um, I, the day of the Stamford Bridge Cardiff game, I um, tweeted that I was on my way to to London. I tweeted somebody who said, what's the weather like there? And this is about nine in the morning. And I had a reply from a Swans fan saying... Uh, the outlook in the afternoon is hazardous. <laughs> give it to that Swans fan. He, yeah. He me on that one. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth Palace. Bournemouth Palace. Oh, good game. That'd be a good game. Yeah. Let's go 2 2. That's a Monday night game, by the way. Yeah. That one, so. Let's go 2 2. Yeah. Yeah. Two okay. good teams. Play good football. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 2. Okay. Simply because Zaha is just unplayable at times. Okay. And so finally then, um, is Cardiff Burnley. Um, let me give my take on this first of all. I I see a very low scoring game, Blakey. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a nil-nil mm-hmm. or a 1-0 either way in the last 20 minutes mm-hmm. for a set piece or a breakaway or something like that mm-hmm. I'm desperate for that 1-0 to go Cardiff's way with a Sean Morrison goal mm-hmm. from a set piece or a Bamba or a Manga goal or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um, I think Cardiff desperately need this result more than they've needed well certainly certainly for me it's the biggest game they've played so far this season mm-hmm. as I said earlier it's a it could be a season-defining game, but I, I also I've got to be honest and say I find it very hard to call the scoreline. Other than it will be, I, I don't see a three-one or a, you know I may be totally wrong here. Mm. Um, I just think it'll be a really tight, tense game with two teams cancelling one another out and one goal necking it. Mm. But do you know what? I I'd like to think that team will be Cardiff, but I genuinely can't call it. Mm. Blakey? My worry is them coming off the back of a 4 0 win at, uh, against Bournemouth. I would agree I would have agreed with you had that result not been so high scoring. Yeah. My fear is that gives you a lot of confidence. Bournemouth flying high, you you beat them four 0 You know, great results, score goals, confident stats running throughout, you know. Players like Vokes, Lennon, you know, all back up sprightly. Um, 
I think there were goals in the game. Think, uh, yeah. 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 I think it'll be 2-1. Two. One. two. <laughs> I think it'll be 2-1. Two. One. <laughs> two. Uh, my heart says Cardiff, my head says Burnley. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, but let's go with my heart, shall we? No, we'll, we'll stick with your we'll stick with your heads. No, no, no. Let's go with my heart because we've got to win. Law of averages says we've got to win soon. Okay. All right. So let's go two one Cardiff. That's a brilliant prediction. All right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come I, on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think it's one nil either way. Mm. So it may well end up as a nil-nil, mm. but I'm just hoping it's one of those games where the home crowd just gets Cardiff through it in the end. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. There's a, there's a set-piece winner in the last 20 minutes of a really tight, tense yeah. game. Similar to the, was it the Bristol City game last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But tight, tense game. Fingers crossed Cardiff nick it in those last 20. I think it's set for someone like Junior to come alive I really do okay I really think he, he, he I don't know whether well he's bound to understand it but he can be the key for me he can be the key to success for Cardiff yeah yeah right another brilliant show Blakey thank um, you obviously Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep up to date with all the pre- and post-match Burnley news on Wales Online. Um, this is the latest version of uh, Blakey's Boot Room Podcast in association with Giovanni's. Um, we'll be speaking to you again soon. Good.